FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Faux Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course we will have a whole episode coming on Thursday of FOMO Sapiens like we always do. But until then, happy Faux Monday, my favorite day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, last week, we talked to Kelsey Ramsden of MindCure, and I got to be honest with you, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to have Kelsey on the show, not because she's not wonderful. If you listen to the interview, you'll have noticed she's not just wonderful, but super insightful, has a lot to say, and I think really unpacks the psychedelic space in a way that is accessible to newbies, people who haven't learned about it yet, but also is interesting to people who do know about it. So she kind of knows how to do that, but it's just kind of controversial. And I got to tell you, it just, I, I, I don't like getting into spaces that feel, I don't know, that they're just like a little bit shady or full of scammers and stuff like that. So I got to be honest, I had to think about it, but when I read about Kelsey, I thought, you know, she is a credible person and I think she acquitted herself very well on the show. So there's that. And then also, I do feel like something is happening in the space. And so it's it's tricky because, you know, like I haven't done cannabis on FOMO Sapiens, not because I'm judgmental or anti. And if that's something that's interesting to you, go for it. But it just feels like there's a lot of, I don't know, like just messy stuff in there and people betting money that they could lose and just a lot of, I don't know, it just is not like a very well-organized industry that I look at and say like, ooh, I really want to be in there, even though people are, of course, making money. It's, it's like crypto. Crypto, there's lots of good things about it. Obviously, it's a huge space, but there are lots of shady things and so you're going to parse between those and it's complicated. And so I just never really did cannabis and I always ask myself, like, what's real, what's not? And so that's why when it came to psychedelics, I was so trepidatious. But I got to tell you, there's just a couple things I want to say. The reason why I decided to focus on it is, number one, there is a trend here. It's clear, okay? People are doing this. I hear about it so much. I was in LA for a couple of weeks back in August, and it's like, if you didn't hear the word shrooms three times in a day, then you didn't leave your apartment. It just... It feels like it's sort of in the zeitgeist. And what's kind of interesting about that too, and I don't think this is a good thing, obviously, is like it definitely is a privileged thing. It's a total privileged thing. Most of these things are illegal and you have these sort of folks who are global, well-connected, uh, and able to sort of do these illegal things without any fear of getting in trouble. Meanwhile, you have people all over the world who do things that are similar that will get thrown in the slammer for years. And so not to equate psychedelics with other types of drugs that maybe uh, don't have some of the, the beneficial side effects, right? But it's true that if you think about it, it's like, why do all these people get to break the rules while other people basically they'll ruin their lives if they do? So there's, there's definitely a thing going on there. 
but it's not new. It's not like psychedelics just showed up, right? I mean, this goes back to, you think about Timothy Leary and the 60s and all of these folks who were in that space. And of course, in certain religious traditions and countries, people have been doing this forever. So while it feels kind of new, uh, because it's sort of in the zeitgeist and people are rethinking the reputation, it's not new. Uh, and I do think that it's interesting that some folks like Michael Pollan, who we talked about in the episode, who wrote the book, How to Change Your Mind, they are sort of helping people to see that this is not just like some sort of like recreational activity, that there are some clear scientific benefits to some of these, um, some of these, these substances. But you know, at the same time, it's definitely not something that people in the mainstream media and in the mainstream medical communities are talking about. It's more like the kind of thing that like tech bros talk about, right? So there's there, there's that, that whole element that I find kind of interesting. Now, all that said, I'll tell you something. Money and smart people are starting to get involved in this space. So I know a VC fund that was raised by a former colleague who is a very straight-laced kind of guy, MBA and all that sort of stuff, who's doing this because he had, you know, his own personal reasons for being interested in this space and then sort of believes in it and has been investing in it and raised capital really quickly. I know some sort of high net worth individuals who are looking at funds in the space. Like there's money going in. It's so early yet. It's so early yet. But the fact that there's money flowing in, that there's startups, that there's investors, that the people who have the money are starting to say, this is a place where I could potentially make more money. That tells us that something has changed this time around. Because when you have the commercial opportunity, you know how it is. Like when there's money, that a lot of things move. Now, what I want to talk about today really is just how to think about how to participate in that. And so we will talk about just like as a, as a potential user of these treatments, I would say medicines is what people in the community say, or as a potential investor, how you should think about it. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. Now, first of all, I'm not here to give you medical advice or investment advice. So just know that. I just want to talk about interesting things and share my perspective. That's what I'm doing here. And so number one is, I will say, I went recently to this meetup in New York at the Soho House, which was like a psychedelics meetup. And so it had all these companies that there was a panel, there were people in the audience asking questions, there were reporters, there were just all these folks. And it was really cool because I got to sort of like 
get a deep immersion into the space and the culture of it and the people and really one evening. So I learned a lot in the space. And there's some really smart people, right? Reputable people, but not everybody. And so I think that's one thing is there's a lot of people who see, okay, this is quick money. I can make money really quickly. that are like showing up to these things. You know, they're like, well, I did crypto, failed there. Let's go on a psychedelic. So there's definitely the FOMO crowd that rolls into these places. And, you know, you can just smell it in the air. So, you know, reputable people, not as reputable people, all mixing together. I think the folks who are reputable are sort of like, sort of wish that the more shady people weren't there because it's not helpful, but they are. They always are. <laughs> that's just how these things work. When you have a new space that's breaking out and there's money to be made and people are like, how do I get mine? Next, all of this is high risk and high reward. And the reason why, and they don't talk about it as much as you might've expected, most of this stuff is illegal. And so some of it is being decriminalized or permitted in medical settings like ketamine. There's a new company called Nushama that opened up in New York and they have clinics where people can have a ketamine treatment. And it's been shown to really effectively address some problems with mental health. So yay for that. But a lot of the other treatments are not allowed. And we talked about with Kelsey, that's why people get on a plane and they go to a fancy resort in Costa Rica to do it where they can't get in trouble. They're not doing it, you know, in their they can do in their apartments, I guess, but you know, they're not doing it at their doctor's office or they're not doing it clinics that are sort of sanctioned because they're not sanctioned. It's just not allowed yet. Now, will that change? We shall see. But as of now, it is not allowed. So if you start investing in the space, plowing your money in, and then it never becomes legal, guess what? You're not going to make any money. Sure, maybe there are some markets, of course. There are going to be pockets of the world where things are legal, but you're never going to see the scale that you would if you had legalization, for example, in the United States. Third thing, I will say, talking to folks, there is a lot of data about efficacy. Again, this is not new, right? And so this is a really interesting space. And I, I truly believe that these treatments do help people. It is so interesting to me how, how it's always referred to in these circles as medicine. They don't say like drugs, right? It's a medicine. And, you know, if you believe these, these assertions and I find them compelling, then yes, it is medicine, right? But at the same time, this stuff, it's not just a toy. And there was a woman who was a psychologist or, or psych psychotherapist there who was talking about the fact that for some people, especially people who might have schizophrenia or other sort of like um, mental health challenges, if you give them some of these drugs like psilocybin, mushrooms or ketamine, things like this, it can cause major, major problems. So these things aren't toys. And in fact, we'll be having a guest on a little later this season, Harley Rustad, who wrote this wonderful book called Lost in the Valley of Death, all about people go to India in search of, I guess, you know, sort of a spiritual conversion. And some of those people end up taking psychedelics. And you know what happens? They're found like six months later, passport burned in an ashram. They, they don't know who they are. Uh, these drugs can have strongly disassociative effects. So if you're playing around with them or you're thinking about experimenting with them, do be careful, right? You may have some sort of mental health issue or challenge you don't even know about. And then all of a sudden you do these things and you can unlock a door that you didn't want to unlock, and then you can't find the key. So that is that is no joke. And I think it's something that everybody should know about and talk about. And it's not, you know, this isn't just, it's not just some like fix it all for people's problems to start taking psychedelics, not at all. It could actually be the beginning of a new problem. And finally, I think we should all just be open-minded, try to learn, but buyers beware, whether you're talking about using the products 
or investing in this space. We just don't know yet, right, where things are going to go. And there's a lot of improvisation happening. So it can be awesome. And I think, you know, if you're an investor and you're interested, sure. I mean, why not include it in your portfolio? Not 100%, right? A little bit. And then see how things go and learn and maybe continue investing from there. So that's my hot take on psychedelics. I'm super curious to learn more. So if folks have perspectives, and I and and maybe you think I'm terrible for talking about it, or maybe you think I'm wrong about everything, write me. Let's connect at patrickmcginnis.com. You can find me on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis. Love hearing from you. And I will, of course, share back spicy comments <laughs> on a future episode of Foam Mondays. Until Thursday, take care of yourselves, FOMO sapiens. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Tudo bem, meus queridos FOMO sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.